You're listening to episode 295 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. We're switching things up this year on our most listened to episode series, the yearly energy forecast. And instead of making you wait until January, it all kicks off now. And who better to help us kick off this series than one of my favorite astrologers, Natha Campanella. Natha Campanella is an astrologer who helps you understand your history, identify your blocks, blind spots, and also distinguish your powerful gifts using the wisdom of astrology. Natha has joined us on episode 255, where she gave us the mid-year 2021 astrology energy update, and also episode 213, how to use astrology to better your relationships. I feel this year's energy forecast series, I think, is the most important series to listen to. The energies have been quite harsh for many, and understanding what's at play can really aid you in various ways. While you're listening today, screenshot that you're listening, throw it on social media, tag me in it at MindBizLife, and I'll reshare it for the community. Don't forget to let me know what resonates most with you, and I also encourage you to share this episode and the entire series with a friend, as you may never know who needs to hear the wisdom and guidance that Natha shares. Are you ready for the 2022 Astrology Energy Forecast? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Natha, welcome back to the show. I love that you're joining me for another round of energy forecasts. Our listeners have repeatedly expressed how you so beautifully break down astrology. So I truly appreciate you walking us through the astrology for 2022. Oh, I'm so excited to do this with you, Lauren. I love having these conversations. And, you know, I think that knowing, even if you don't know a lot about astrology, that being prepared by just having even a loose idea of what's happening in the skies can really make a difference because when you bump up against something that feels really big or difficult in your life, you can kind of say, Oh, right. That's, that's in the astrology. And, and it can act like a little bit of a, um, it can help you ease and understand this is, this is happening for me and not to me and all is going to be well. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really important, especially right now to remember that this is happening for me and not to me. Like that, that's a, an, a statement I think that needs to be emphasized because whew, there's a lot at play. And I feel like we have a lot to unpack, but since we're sharing the energy forecast series in December this year, let's start off with an event that happens right after we launch this episode, which is the total solar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius. What should be expected for this energetically? Okay, so when we are talking about eclipses, we're looking at eclip- at the fact that eclipses tend to come in pairs. Sometimes they come in um, threes. This one is a pair. And so we have the first eclipse on November 19th. And so that is, you're, you know, by the time you listen to this, you're gonna, we'll have already walked through it. And in fact, eclipse season began with the Scorpio new moon, mm. which we just had on the fourth, another intense one, (laughs) another intense one. And so what happens with these eclipses is eclipses are wild card energy, um, their wheel of fortune. So there is a sense of, you know, you spin the wheel and what are you going to get? And the new moon, because we look at 
what happened at the new moon as sort of a precursor for eclipse season. New moon was making a really strong connection to Uranus. And if you guys remember talking about Uranus last time, it is the agent of change. And as you know, from looking around your personal life and certainly around the what's happening in the world is that we are really going through some big shifts and changes. And I like to give you the visual of, you know, if you are a round peg and you're trying to squeeze yourself into a square hole. And that's really what it's felt like for, for yeah. most of us. Has it felt like that for you? Oh, a hundred percent. I am a round peg trying to get into a square hole. <laughs> I guess it's, it's tough. And I think that I, I sometimes am very appreciative of the tools that I have at my dispense. And I sometimes know that this gives me an advantage um, to, to being mindful of the energies at play. And this is why I think it's so important to do these energy series as well, so that we can give people that the outlook um, of what to expect, or maybe some themes that may come up as well. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody who is listening to really capitalize on your tools. And if you don't have a large toolbox, it's a good time to start building. And those can look like, you know, traditional therapy or any kind of energy work that you're drawn to researching astrology, numerology, even just listening to other people who can kind of explain some of what's happening because it's really disorienting for us. You know, we're, we're humans and we like to be able to predict and we've been very conditioned in our society to do things in a certain way. And so what we're seeing right now is we're kind of seeing the breakdown of the quote unquote certain ways. And it's really uncomfortable. So what one of the things that we're seeing with the eclipses is that the nodes, the eclipses are when the sun or the moon makes them either a full moon or a new moon. And they're very close by degrees to the nodes in the sky the nodes have been in Gemini and Sagittarius. So what we've been doing for really the last, you know, 15 months, and we've got a few more, is we've been looking at changing our perspective of our lives. And that has been really difficult because when we're used to seeing things in a certain way and we're asked to kind of do an about face and see it in through the through a different lens. It's like, wait, what, who, where? So this eclipse, this first eclipse in November is actually going to be the first eclipse that are going to be Taurus and Scorpio. So reason that we want to know that is because this is the axis that takes us out of that. What's your perspective about your day-to-day life and into Let's talk about money. Let's talk about intimacy. Let's talk about some of the things that we want. We want, we want Taurus things, pleasure. We want to savor and taste our lives. We want to be deliberate. We want money. We want love. We want those things. But in Scorpio, we're often kind of put in a position where we can't have those things unless we invite somebody else to give them to us or we share them with somebody. And so this is going to feel this first eclipse is going to feel a little bit like more disorientation Mm. because we're going from one energy to the next. And I'll say one more thing. And then I want to see if you have any questions because 
I of course understand astrology really well. And sometimes yeah. I wonder like, is that, do, do other people understand it? So <laughs> the eclipse that you're talking about on the fourth, which we will just have had once this episode comes out, it's where the moon and the sun are going to be working with the Sagittarius energy. So we're back in the perspective. So we're having to juggle, oh my God, my perspective of my day-to-day life. What is real? What is true? What is here? Am I communicating what I want and need? And we'll be playing with that. And what does my money look like? What are my relationships look like? Do I have to have uncomfortable conversations so that I can better balance those things that I really want, the pleasure, the money, the, the sex, the desire. And so it's really big and it's a lot. It's like this big, huge soup that we're all trying to cook and season so that it is palatable. And it's going to be a little bit uh, difficult to figure out, like, what are the spices here that I'm supposed to be using? So let me stop there, Lauren, and ask you for some feedback. Yeah, no, I think that's great because it's an, it's very interesting t- to know first that this November 19th, this is also going to kick off the next Taurus and Scorpio eclipses all through 2020 too, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. So that that is also like a, a big factor in our energy for all of next year in the eclipse season. Yeah. And so one of the things that we're working on in December are these Venus things. So Venus is the planet that rules Taurus. And like I said, we like Venus things. It's what tastes good, what feels good. It's our luxuries. It's our love. It's our determination. It's our... Um, investment of time and energy. So we love to call in Venus things. It's our money and abundance, but we're having to, again, fit our round peg into a square hole because Venus is traveling through Capricorn and we're going to have a retrograde with Venus. And so we're going to have to look at some of the places where maybe our money situation isn't so functional. Maybe we're looking at debt. How do we pay off the debt? How do we make more money? And what do I have to share with other people? How involved are other people with my money? And the same thing with pleasure and with our relationships and our love and our talent. You know, we, we want these things. We want to feel good and comfortable, but it is very easy to sort of sit back in our conditioning and see like, wow, we've got some we've got some real programs when it comes to money, love, pleasure, sex. And so all through December, we're working on that in a big way. And like you just shared, I am super impressed that you know where the nodes are going to go for 2022, but this is going to be work for all of us through the entire year of 2022. So, Hey, if you're listening to this and you're feeling unstable financially, or you know that your relationship needs some work, you need to have some deep conversations, or maybe you're just somebody that like, can't figure out how to make time to do self-care or create more joy and pleasure in your life. Well, this is going to be, you know, a big, a big year for you because the choices, do you want to continue to have those things that should feel good, not feeling good, or do you want to make some changes? 
And those are big questions. Those are big questions to ask yourself. And I think also on a a collective basis, if we're talking, you know, whether it's the United States or other countries, because this this happens globally. It's not just to, you know, those who are sitting in the United States. Like this is this is a global energy. Oh, yes. We're shifting and changing every single person on the planet. And we're watching the breakdown of the governance, you know? Yeah. And so that is, I always like to say that is the external governance. You know, we're all beginning to see some very interesting discrepancies around all of the governments. And there's a lot of head scratching and a lot of us saying, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. This isn't right. And I would encourage all of you to turn that inward and say, what is going on with your internal government, your inner critic, your rules and structures that you have put into place that determine whether you're a good person or not? Because my guess is that a good 75% of those beliefs that we all hold are wildly inaccurate and downright um, cruel. You know, when we hold ourselves to these standards that say you're only valuable if dot, dot, dot. So that is also some of that Venus work is wait a second, wait a second, this I'm tired of lugging around this belief that I'm only valuable if I drive a brand new car. I mean, what purpose does that serve other than to keep you enslaved to overworking just so that you can make the money? And, and meanwhile, kind of ignore some of the more sort of really valuable things, which would be our relationships, mm-hmm. right? With the people that we love. Yeah. And, th- and this is huge. It, is this also um, a, a big catalyst? We're, we're seeing a lot of talk about, you know, stock markets and crypto. Is this all kind of playing into it as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because The thing is that Pluto right now, which is the planet that um, will always bring about transformation, Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn. So under the umbrella of Capricorn, um, money, corporations, laws, rules, regulations, um, anything that's sort of the old guard are really standing in, (laughs) in the way for some major transformation to happen. So yes, we're looking at the financial markets. And we also have the planet Uranus, which is the agent of change in the sign of Taurus. And Taurus is also a sign that's connected to money, right? That Mm -hmm. Venus, what I was just talking about. So we have the agent of change with its, with, with its hand in our money situation. And we have the great transformer with its hand in our political government structures And so, yes, we're looking at some major shifts and changes in the way all of these things work. And some of what's so frustrating is that nobody really has the answers, right? So it's like, we don't really know how it's going to go down and and what, which parts of what are going to break down and be broken forever Mm -hmm. and which parts are going to be fortified and coming up stronger. But the overarching energy as we move into the age of Aquarius, you've probably heard that term, is that it's much more about the people. Aquarius is a sign that's about community. And we have moved away from that 
when we have corporations that are more interested in making money than in protecting the people. And, you know, this is, this is just a personal opinion, but I think a lot of people would agree that our government is um, bought and paid for by corporations. Yeah. At this point. I'm I'm with you on that belief. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then we start saying, well, wait a minute, but what about us? What about Mm -hmm. our health? What about our wellness? You know, how are we supposed to, when you're putting food chemicals that are addictive into all of our food and it's making us sick and um, like, that's not, that doesn't work. Right. So any situation that you can pinpoint and say, wait, this doesn't work. This isn't fair. This isn't right. All of those things are basically up for review over these next handful of years. So that's a lot. Here we are. <laughs> a lot of change. Is there anything else within December? Um, I, I know you said December is a big month, of course, because of the eclipse, but is there anything else that is, is noteworthy for December? Yes. So we've had the big Saturn Uranus square that's been happening all year. So this is Saturn and Uranus in the sky have been squaring each other. It happened in um, February and June I believe it's June and it's going to happen again in December. The big deal here is that Saturn is about the structures again, Saturn rules Capricorn. So what are the, what is the foundation of your house look like and what needs to be minded, right? Saturn asks us to overcome limitations and to take responsibility for what we have, what's here and then make the kind of sensible decisions that lead to good outcomes. So you can imagine we'll take, we'll make Saturn into the house. And then Uranus is sort of like the hurricane that's coming along that's saying, listen, whatever your house looks like right now, it's not going to look like that by the time I'm done. So something has to change. We're going to assume it's going to change for the better, but in the meantime, it, you're going to have to reevaluate what's really important. What parts of this house do you want to keep? What parts are no longer useful that you're willing to get rid of? And so this is happening for all of us. And the third pass of this transit is in late December as Venus is in retrograde right on top of Pluto. So it's like all of these major influences of transformation, change, transformation, change, which is why you and I, when we started this call, we were both like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so much. <laughs> it's so much. And and we discussed for those listening that, you know, I know for me personally, people are asking me to make plans next year. And I I can't commit. I'm like, I can't even see my life right now in December, January, February. Like it just feels like so much. It's like I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, it feels very <sighs> counterintuitive to say yes to those things right now. Cause I'm like, I feel like there's so much at play that there's so much change impending. That's you may make a plan for next September and that may fall through because of everything that's going on. So we discuss like, you know, maybe we just kind of look through March because it's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's a great point for everybody is that it is because we're in such wild card energy. I mean, I, don't know that I have had a single client or friend or myself personally that can look back through 2021 and say, 
What a chill year. Yeah. Like my life doesn't look different at all. (laughs) Yeah, I know. My life looks completely different from the beginning of 2021. Mm -hmm. And there were no changes that I could have even predicted to happen. I mean, there were changes that through medium readings predict it were going to happen. But if you've ever had a reading, you know, it's kind of like um, speaking to a seer. It's like, it's like they speak in code almost. And sometimes you don't understand it until you've gone through it. And then we're like, oh my gosh, that's what it was, you know? So um, maybe I had a little heads up in some areas of life, but for the most part, I was really caught off guard this year. Yeah. And that's that Uranus energy because Uranus is very fast, unpredictable things. And the same for me Mm. is all of a sudden there's something that's completely unexpected that's here. And then the job really is to meet it with faith, courage, surrender, trust, strength, whatever it is that you're personally kind of knowing on a soul level that you need to fortify. And so it's good practice. It absolutely is. And I, I, I've leaned in surrender has been my entire word this year, because I've, I've realized when you just surrender and you, you go more with the flow and you stop the resistance and the force, it's, it's not that it's always easier, but it it just, it does, it flows a little bit better. You know, it's like, um, instead of you're pushing the gas instead of the brake, like when you should be going, you're going not stopping type of thing. So, um, yeah, surrender has been huge (laughs) for me this year. Yeah. This whole year has been really good interpersonal work for all of us. If you're willing to do just what you said, yeah, which is to release as much resistance as possible and allow yourself to go, you know, like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. You know, give yourself that permission to shift as well. And, and to let go of the expectations that maybe you had. Yes. Oh, yeah. So December is, is a big one. So how about January? Are we going to, are we going to catch a break in January at all? (laughs) You know, the thing is, is that I would say to expect for the next handful of years, the next three or four years, that some of this same energy is going to continue. Now it doesn't mean that it's going to be as intense forever because we do get breaks you know, in between Yeah. We get pockets. And again, keeping in mind, this is happening. This is happening for me, not to me. And something else that I keep remembering is that every time that you've ever, ah, you know, stood in line at the airport and had to go through the rigmarole of taking your shoes off and throwing away your drinks, Mm -hmm. or you've sent your kid to school and they have come back frustrated with a headache, you know, not making the grades that they want to make any, you know, sitting in traffic, anytime that you've had this, I, this thought, this isn't right. This sucks. This is broken. Why is the system like that? Yeah. This right now is the repair period. And so it's going to take a few years, right? Transformation is never fast and we don't watch the world make the transformation. We make the transformation internally and then watch the world change because of that. So all of us are doing it in our own little way. And the more of us that can, you know, do these things we're talking about going with the flow, surrendering, accepting, pivoting, 
um, reorienting, releasing. releasing, allowing, accepting, and fighting when we need to, yeah. right? Resisting when, when needed. All of that is what is helping to create what is going to be a whole new world. So, you know, January is not necessarily going to, it, it might not miraculously feel better. And we do have, you and I were talking about this, we do have the Pluto return of the U.S. Yes. And yes, let's break that down because <laughs> I'm sure people are like, Pluto, what, what is that? <laughs> and yeah. this, this event happens on an, a really, you know, what we would think would be cool day to 2222. But now I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know about this date. So walk us through what a Pluto return is and, and what this means for the United States. So when we split from Britain, we had the Revolutionary War and formed the colonies. Or the, we formed the United States of America. And Pluto was at a certain position in the sky. Well, Pluto takes 200 and I think it's 87 years to circle the entire Zodiac. Wow. And now it's going to be back. So what happens is then we look back at what were the energies that were happening when we signed the Declaration of Independence. And, you know, these, these planetary transits, they aren't always exact. So it, we say 2-22-22 as the date that Pluto first touches the degree that it was at. Right. But we're feeling it already, right? We're in the buildup. So what was happening with the Revolutionary War? Oh, we were saying your government doesn't work. Mm. We're no longer willing to play. We want freedom. We want freedom. Yeah. So look around and what's happening. We're seeing a lot of that. And so it's not, not, I'm not going to predict like a war, but various versions of war, right? Whether internally around, oh my God, I've got to make this, I'm no longer willing to participate in this particular form style of government, external or internal. And so the United States will go through some biggies. And if anybody is wondering about what the Pluto transits feel like, if you have crossed over your 37, 38, 39th years of life, you have very likely had a Pluto square Pluto, which is something that happens to all of us when Pluto in the sky makes a strong aspect to the Pluto in our chart. And if you think back to that period of time in your life, that is also a, tends to be a very strong time period of evolution, transformation, self-analysis, where we have to really look at Plutonian things and Plutonian things are shadow aspects. It's power and control, unhelpful stories of victimhood. It's um, things that we don't understand about ourselves. It's things we've fallen asleep to that can be very shocking when we see it. It's, you know, the addict that finds the excuse to continue to use the drug. It's all of these things that most people say, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're seeing that really in, in the world, but certainly in the U S is there's a lot of stuff happening that is very uncomfortable. If we if we actually allow ourselves to see it. 
I love that you noted that Pluto square Pluto, because that's, that's not something I had heard of before or um, something to even look at. You know, I, I, you always hear about, oh, in your late twenties, early thirties, your Saturn return. But I think for those who are in their you know, mid to late thirties, that this may be also an important aspect for you to look at then it sounds like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, it tends and note to those be, changes. Yeah. It tends to be really huge. Like in your late thirties where you, it, it is a breakdown in many ways of who you have taken yourself to be because you have to get real and start looking at some of the things that you've been dismissing, denying, deflecting, or blaming on other people that really truthfully are your own baggage. That's huge. Yeah. That, that's just like massive for personal growth in itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also on 222, we have Neptune at 22 degrees in Pisces. Now, I know this seems like a lot of twos. How does this, you know, energy feel? But also does the 22 degrees, like how, what do degrees mean? You know, do they have like a big significance in astrology? Yeah. So Neptune will be conjunct or on top of, or I'm sorry, Jupiter will be on top of Neptune as well oh. during that transit. I think that's what you were talking about. And um, the degrees, the higher the degrees go, the stronger the energy becomes mm. because it's almost like at zero degrees, it starts off, it's fresh, it's new. It doesn't know much. It's like, imagine elementary school, kindergarten, yeah. And then you get to your senior year and that's when we start to get into, you know, the 28, 29 degrees. So imagine 22 is like junior year. Yeah. Well, junior year is a hard year. Right. Because you're like, oh my God, I've got to make sure my grades are good enough. I've got to start looking at SATs. I've got to figure out whether I am going to go to college. And so that is the sense of when we have these two planets conjoining at 22 and, you know, the thing about Neptune is Neptune is the planet that it's very spiritual in nature. So we can work it in one way where it brings us closer to God hmm. and it asks you to strengthen your relationship to spirit, which looks a lot like relinquishing control hmm. and understanding that we are merely humans and we only think we have control. But the truth is that the universe or God is really kind of running the show. There's this true nature, this dynamic energy field that is always around us, whether we're aware of it or not, that's kind of bringing what we need to us and casting what we no longer need away from us. And so that can be a big lesson of this year. But before we get to that lesson, sometimes we have to do the more difficult side, which can look at illusion and illusion. And, you know, these are, these are Pisces, Neptune things um, where we aren't looking at the truth or we're using things to numb us from the truth. And so when Jupiter shows up on the scene, Jupiter makes everything that it touches bigger. So you might find in 2022, anyone listening that you know, if you're someone that's kind of more likely to check out and not want to deal and put your head in the sand and kind of dissociated from your body and you really enjoy, you know, using substance or scrolling or shopping to kind of numb yourself, that those problems might get really, they might just get bigger. 
Yeah. Um, it would be like a spotlight on it, maybe. As a right? yes. Yeah. Really with the intent of showing you, like, hey, it's no longer useful or valuable for you to be checking out of your experience. And if you've already been working on a lot of that and you've been trying to develop more self-awareness, what it can look like is, okay, so what's your relationship with your higher power look like? Do you have a spiritual practice? How are you really learning to connect in with your higher self and with your spiritual connection? So it, they're all big questions and a lot of inward looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. And I'm sure, I'm sure anyone listening right now is like, okay, you guys can stop now. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lot, but, but, you know, I think that these energies as, as harsh as they may seem, like, like you said, like it's, it's happening for us. And I'm, I know I have this belief and I'm sure it's probably one of yours too, but I believe that we are here to ascend. We are here to evolve. And I am okay with, you know, going through the thick of it if it means that I can come out a better version of self, uh, you know, uh, my best self, my highest self. And sometimes we, we have to learn as we're doing this. We have we have to have those really terrible days where those, you know, some some hurt, some pain, because that's where some lessons come from. And when we're able to take that step back out of self and do that self-evaluation of like, okay, how am I showing up? Is this the person I want to be? Am I doing the things that are really in alignment with the person I want to be? Those are so big. It's, it's so big and it's so profound to even be able to do that, I think, because sometimes not everyone's able to to take that step back um, and to be real and honest with yourself and and also give yourself grace and, and be a little gentle with it too. Um, and realize that, you know, if you've made mistakes in the past, that doesn't mean that that's who you are right now in the future either. Oh, you make so many good points. It is It is about developing self-awareness because otherwise we're just navigating our lives on autopilot And it's in the autopilot when things can begin to crumble and break down because we are numbing, we're in pain, we are reactive, we're not comfortable, we're getting sick. And it's not to say that we don't experience those things as we're becoming more self-aware, but certainly we're able to understand it and move into a life that feels better. And not everyone is going to do it. It's not not everybody is on the planet doing a life of self-awareness or of spiritual awakening. So we have to give grace to those that aren't, you know, that are not here to do that. But I would assume anybody listening to your podcast or is interested in astrology has at least some yearnings to understand the deeper meaning of life of what they're doing on the planet. And so we look at these rough years astrologically as, okay, you want to learn? Well, hop into the ring and (laughs) we're going to learn. And, and guess what? The harder something is, the more we learn from it. That is, that's really true because I think like you can think of any of those worst quote unquote worst periods of your life. Right. And if you look at the lessons from that, those are typically the biggest lessons, your biggest teachers that you've had so far. And I, I, it's, not something that has always come natural to me to be able to look back at those moments and say like, okay, like this, this did happen for me, not to me, but what did I learn from it? How did I grow from it? And when you are able to take that step back and do it, 
it's a powerful experience for self. It is. And, and we do, it's like when these things come along that kind of crack us open, that's really where the, <laughs> that's where the work is because yeah. otherwise we're just living our lives and we're, you know, everything's fine. Everything's normal. But when we're brought to our knees, that is the, you know, I mean, that's when we essentially develop that relationship with our higher power because we, whatever you want to call it, when we kind of start praying and going, oh my God, help me. Yeah, I need something. And then we start seeking and that's when we find, you know, new support. We find different modalities that really open our mind. And so we kind of have to remember that is, um, <laughs> even when we're kicking and screaming, like, no, this is actually, this can be really exciting. Yeah. And it's, it's tough when you're in the thick of it. And I think so many of us are just right now feeling, feeling that the harsh energies, it's, it feels thick. It just feels so thick right now. It's like having an ice cream cake that's totally frozen and you're trying to cut through it. And you're like, I should let this thaw a little, but you're still <laughs> trying to cut through it. You know? Oh my God. I love that analogy. That is exactly what it is. Or it's like, I always like to say, I'm trying to, I'm walking in like knee deep water, you know, and you're just like, oh, I'm going so fast. I'm putting so much work into this and I'm not moving. Yeah. And so that's when we stop and we just say, all right, well, so what's right here? And that's part of that current North node mission in Gemini is what is right here in front of me? You know, I'm, I can't look too far ahead and there's no sense in looking too far back. So what is right here? This is what I'm dealing with. Okay. So now I apply all of these wonderful tools that I've learned and I get to practice. That's a great way of looking at it too. If you could describe the overall energy for 2022 in just one or two words, what would it be in, in your take? Oh, wow. I know I hit mm. you with a, a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that some of the big words are going to be, you know, courage mm. and strength, personal power. Yeah. Not losing sight of that. Chiron, the wounded healer is in Aries and we're doing all sorts of collective work around healing our sense of personal power. And just remember that no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. And, and there's also a big focus. Well, I would suggest that you focus very intently on the relationships in your life mm. and who's here because Remember, we're moving out of this idea that we have to do it all. If money's to be made, I have to make it. If the room is to be cleaned, I have to clean it. You know, and we're moving into how can I ask for the assistance of others? Who doesn't have, who has what I don't have and who needs what I have? Yeah. And in collaboration, we become more communal in nature and then you know, when we delegate, when we share, when we barter and trade, it takes the stress off because suddenly there's two of us working on the issue instead of just one. Mm. And this feels very in alignment too with numerology as we approach a universal six year and six is relationships and home and family. And, and so it all feels very aligned in that way. So I love that, that those were the words that 
came to you. Um, so thank you for digging deep and, <laughs> and and finding those words to pull out because sometimes I think if we can just focus on, you know, like an, an energetic theme, I think that we can get really stuck in the thick of it of all of these different transits. But it's just like, okay, what do I need to focus on and remember as I'm yes. going throughout this journey? Um, sometimes just one or two words can really can really help someone, you know, keep that focus and attention. Yes, definitely. And, you know, something else is to be very, very, to, to very much curate the news that you watch because Neptune in Pisces, as it continues to get higher and higher in degrees, um, can talk a lot about the distortion so you imagine as governments are breaking down and they're trying their last ditch efforts to hold on to the power yep. that they use the media as a way to make you think certain things are wrong or certain things are right. So this is about turning that influence off and as much as you can and tuning into your higher power, your gut and what you know to be true, which is really, really quite different usually than what the news is telling you. So that's another oh, yeah. thing is you focus on your relationships and you focus on out turning off outside influences and really listening to your heart, to your gut, to your intuition. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm not even one who watches the news for that re reason, yeah. but um, yeah, it's, it's a game changer. I think when you, when you turn off the news, well, you you really become more in tune with so much more around you. And I think we've all seen those mashups of the news, like where they're all saying the same thing on like thousands of different broadcasting networks, right? Like it's it's almost an echo and you're like, this mm -hmm. is by design. This, oh, yeah. this isn't coincidence, quote unquote, not that I really believe in coincidence, right. but, but this is by design. And then it makes you think, well, who's doing this? What's their personal gain? Why, you know, like why are, why is the United States statistically push out more negative news than positive news? Also, why does the United States statistically not share world news? Like I will talk to guests in, you know, the UK and Australia and you name a country and they know what's going on in the United States. And I'm like, I am really sorry. I have no idea what's happening in your part of the world because it's not discussed here. It's almost like a closed off, like eh, eh, eh. you don't get to know what they're doing. And if you yes. do, it's just a highlight reel. It's not like the full news. So um, even just knowing that it, it made me open my eyes a little bit more to yeah, what, what I was doing, but also so many of us just grew up and this was the norm, right? And, and now we're breaking out of these societal norms. And um, I remember my, my mom watched the news every single day in the morning when I was a kid. I couldn't even fathom watching the news every single morning in front of my kids at this point, because it, it feels too toxic for, for me personally. I know everyone has their own different views of it, but uh, I'm like, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's more distorted now than it's ever been. And, so, and you, yeah. you can just, just try Googling certain things and you can't find any information that is non-biased. Yeah. And so you just take, you just understand that the whole mainstream media is um, it's like advertising, yeah. right? They're trying to get you to buy something. And yeah. so and, and a lot of it is fear, right? And they're trying to sell advertising to their people. So it's, it's just marketing. So yep. you want to just be very aware of what is being marketed to you and 
you know, versus what feels real and true. And you'll probably find that there's quite a large disparity between those two things. <laughs> yes. Yes. But sometimes that's why you have to turn it all off and go silent because you can have that voice be speaking for you. Um, not just to you. It's like speaking for you at that point. And when you, you turn it off and you start hearing yourself and listening to your body, you know, like we're, we're, I like to like go back to my chakras, like, where am I feeling that within my body? Is it in my chest? Is it, you know, my solar plexus? Am I feeling it lower? You know, is it my throat chakra? Um, I like to feel where it is in my body because that's, that's a huge indicator for me, um, as to how it's affecting me personally. Oh, absolutely. So you know, most of us are just spending all of our time in our heads. Yeah. Like we're just these thought machines, these computers that are generating thoughts. And most of the thoughts are very inaccurate. And certainly most, many of the thoughts are implanted from other people's thoughts, yeah. right? The news, the movies, the things that we watch on TV, the social media that we scroll. The people and I love what us. you say. Yeah. It's like when you drop down into your body, the information, it's a completely different information source. And it's much more accurate because your body doesn't lie. When something startles you, all of a sudden your heart is racing. Yeah, And that's, you know, nobody can jump out and scare you and just, you maintain a sense of calmness. I don't care who you are. So right. your body really tells you a lot of truth that your mind doesn't. So I love oh, that as so sort true. of some 22 advice, 2022 advice too. <laughs> Yes. We need to drop down. Now that you post so much great content and a vast amount of information on your social media, your podcast, and your hidden, hidden wisdom astrology membership, will you tell our audience how they can connect with you further so that they can stay in the know about all of what's to come? Yes, definitely. So Instagram, I am at Natha underscore Campanella underscore astrology. So definitely find me there. And I do fresh content that is exclusive to newsletter people. So get on my newsletter list. And then I have a membership where I dive into these things that we're talking about in detail and in a more personal way so that you can go on a week to week basis knowing, okay, what are the transits this week? How might I feel them? How can I support myself through them? And, you know, astrology is such a wisdom tool. It it is, it doesn't ask anything of you and it's not dogmatic. So you can, it's really, you can use it to, to support yourself and it, you don't have to, you know, it doesn't tell you what's exactly going to happen, but it can say, Hey, if this is coming up for you, yeah. here are some solutions. So yeah, come find me. I would love to connect with all of you. Yes. And I hope you'll join me for the mid-year check-in where We'll go through more of 2022. Uh, we didn't want to overload everyone today. As we've said, like there's, there's a lot happening. So um, where we would normally go through the entire year, I think it's best that we break this one kind of into a two-part episode so that we can take it bit by bit as we, you know, kind of navigate our way through these energies. Absolutely. And yes, I would love to come back and have another conversation with you. <laughs> now that I've said it once and I will say it again, you are a bright light. It's such a treat getting to learn from you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I know we only really got through March in our outlook, but like Natha said, the energy is thick for the next few months and focusing on just a handful of months right now, maybe all that we can handle. 
Also, as noted, Natha shares weekly updates on Instagram, so I really encourage you to follow her. I've linked Natha's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindtobizlife.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and be sure to leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.